Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Today is part three of how to make 100000 well, at least $100,000. At least. That's right, in the next 100 days. So if you've not listened to the first two parts, please go back and listen to them. They are labeled correctly, same title, and one says, guess what, part one. The next one says part two. Make sure you're listening to these uh, sequential shows that we do because we really do try to build one on top of the other. And the sequential shows actually take a heck of a lot more work to write. They do indeed. Yes, speaking of writing, our notes for today's podcast are below. Just scroll down. You'll see the actual notes that we're using. And obviously, Julie and I embellish them a lot as we start telling our stories. Indeed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so they're down below. So scroll down below, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. I think we're on 30 or 40 different um, podcast listening platforms. We're on Google. We're on just everything you can possibly imagine. This is the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in America. So yeah, we're everywhere. But scroll down, read the notes, and uh, follow along with us. And by the way, when you are reading the notes... One of the first things you'll notice is an easy way for you to join Premier Coaching. It costs you nothing, um, and you can have immediate access to the first 30 days of Premier Coaching, and that does include a daily semi-private coaching call. What a perfect time of year right now for you to join Premier Coaching. So absolutely positively, scroll down, read the notes, click the link, join Premier Coaching. If you are driving around and you don't want to scroll down, but you can send a text, you can always text the word Premier to 47372. You can always just text the word Premier to 47372, um, and you will also be able to join Premier Coaching that way. And remember, when texting, message, and data rates may apply. So you have two options. One, just scroll down and click the link and join, or two, just text the word Premier to 47372. All right, Julie, let's jump in right where we left off yesterday with point number seven. Yes, and we'll be presenting a total of six ways for you to get to or exceed that $100,000 in 100 days. And before we get to point number seven, again, this is the third part, so get caught up if you missed the first two sections here. I have a quick shout out to many of our Premier Coaching members, as well as nearly all of our elite coaching members who already have at least 100000 in their pipeline. So if that's you and you're listening, why not add an additional 100000 to your pipeline over the next hundred days and perhaps have your best quarter ever. Well, so that's a little challenge for them. It's actually that's a fantastic suggestion because it really goes to the fact that in this market, what you're experiencing today, this is true in all markets, but this one in particular, what you're experiencing today is, you know, as far as financial abundance and as far as deal flow and financial security and all these types of things that everyone wants. What you are, if you're experiencing an abundance of that or a scarcity of that, it is all due to what you were doing 90 to maybe 120 days ago. That's a normal market cycle. But in this one, it's probably more like six months ago. Because a lot of times what happens is even if you get an absolutely top tier, perfect, wonderful buyer, there just isn't obviously enough for them to choose from. And so they're going to take longer to purchase something than normal, unless, of course, you take them to new construction, which is our next point. But the moral of the story is, is that you're going to have to start getting in the habit of thinking Um, about how you can take care of you in six months, right? Think in terms of what is it that the future version of you will be celebrating the current version of you for having done? 
think like that, never stop thinking like that. And it's interesting uh, also, I think, uh, Julie and I have done some podcasts on this. Humans have, and you've done most of the research, so you can mm-hmm. backfill one of my sure. gaps, right? Humans have an inability to actually project themselves into the future in, in terms of actually visualizing mm-hmm. what they're going to be experiencing. But we can almost, like with a complete 4D clarity, think back into the past. And so we can't, it's very hard for someone to think of anything other than just living for the moment. That's how we're all seemingly hardwired. Mm-hmm. But we can't easily go back and think about the hardships from the past or the obviously the, the wins from the past. But you're going to have to get disciplined with thinking, putting yourself into the future, especially in a market like this where the sales trajectory is a little bit slower. That's right. It's, it's funny that we can remember with clarity into the past. That's probably a human survival technique based on a lot of the stuff I've read. Uh, psychologists actually studied your brain waves and your brain functionality looking into the future. They said, Tim, imagine Tim five years from now. And then they studied that versus other thoughts that they put into people's heads. And what they found was when you're imagining anything about a year to more than that, your brain looks exactly like it does when you're uh, asked to imagine a stranger. It's, huh. it's like, it's totally foreign to you. You mean when they're doing like scans? Yeah, when they're doing scans. And so they, the conclusion was it is probably because, you know, we can think about present pretty well and maybe even tomorrow and the next day, that's kind of a survival technique. And we refer to the past to try and make those comparisons. Well, if I did it that way, then I'm going to get this result. And yet the future seems to be such a hard thing to do. And, and you yeah. and really one of the things it's it, you know uh, when Julie and I were though we weren't uh, I think as articulate and certainly Julie didn't have all this research done <laughs> back when we were in our twenties we were absolutely terrible at projecting ourselves into the future and really all you know it's it's almost impossible in modern society not to uh, I think be seduced into living for the moment for sure yeah but what we would do is we would game ourselves and we were for example in our twenties we were starting to buy rental properties. And we would uh, try to have ourselves in uh, in contract on a rental property pretty much at all times and make it so that we had to save the money for the down payment. And so we were always forcing ourselves to be broke. So the money that we would have otherwise spent on having a hell of a lot more fun, frankly, in our formable years, we were putting that money towards buying rental properties. And I cannot tell you how happy we are now that we actually had that discipline. Did we do it year in and year out? No, but we did it more often than we didn't. And that's the same discipline that we've put towards a lot of other things as we've gone forward. Because frankly, we're like everybody else. If we do not have widgets and wadgets in place to force our to force us to do what we don't want to do, what we don't want to do at the highest level, we won't do it. And so just I want you to hopefully realize that there's nothing wrong with you if you're not liking your financial situation presently, because it's just simply for the fact that you need to start realizing that it if there's momentum. There's two types of momentum, positive momentum and negative momentum. And you might, some of you, as Julie pointed out, a lot of our coaching clients are experiencing amazing high levels of positive momentum. You're making more money, having more success. You're having an amazing year. And others of you are the exact opposite. It's all because of what you were doing in the past. And so if you're not experiencing great momentum right now in any important, you know, health, wealth, you know, uh, education, all the things that matter to you, you just got to start pushing that, you know, rock up the mountain ever so slowly. And over time, you're going to start seeing the benefits of that. That's just unfortunately the way life works. I wish there were shortcuts. I wish there were easy buttons. I wish there was some, you know, secret that all of us could just learn and make it so that we could just get what we want today, but it doesn't work like that. Well, we're helping them with some of those secrets on this podcast series because instead of guessing and wandering around in the wilds of real estate and speculating, trying things out, 
waiting for results to come in, as many things are in real estate. Instead, we're giving you the drilled down point by point how to actually make $100,000 at least, adjust accordingly, in the next 100 days or less. So point number seven, how are you going to go about doing this? Well, point number seven, small and medium-sized builders who are building homes on spec. Well, what does that mean? This means they are speculating, that's where that word comes from, that the house that they're building will sell. There are many iterations of this, all of which we teach you in Premier Coaching. We've also had podcasts about new construction. But what's working for our clients lately is to identify buildable lots and take them to the small builder. You sell them the lot, you list the spec home, you sell the spec home, you can even bring the buyer, and then you lather, rinse, repeat. There's lots of different versions of this from normal single-family stuff to small multifamilies. Lots of action in new construction, and I was just listening to a podcast about new construction this morning where they're, they're just charting, um, you know, builder sentiment is through the roof right now as a result of higher interest rates and lower inventory in the resale market. So if you're not having conversations with builders really of all size, small, medium, large, track home, luxury, then you're missing out on at least 30% of the opportunity that's there now. Well, Julie and I are involved in a development of a new uh, condo development in down near downtown Austin, Texas. I don't even remember how many units. Is it 50 or something? 50 or so. 60? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you were to look at the pictures, and I posted some of those pictures on Instagram, it's at Tim and Julie Harris. You'll see these are basically going to be, I think, deliverable maybe yet this year, if not into early next year. And that's going to be a lot of inventory that most agents don't know about because those aren't in the MLS and there's nope. no marketing and advertising that's being done uh, uh, being done for those. Uh, if you're in Austin, you're looking for a beautiful condo that's going to be near downtown, just message me on Instagram and I'll connect you with our eXp Realty partner that we helped secure those listings. But yes, there are lots of new construction developments. And Julie, uh, this is also worth mm -hmm. uh, pointing out. The spec homes and whatnot do not make it into the MLS. You're not going to be able to get a list of specs. Now, some of the larger builders will literally have a list of specs you can ask for. But don't be surprised yes. if they're not being uh, you know, publicly marketed because a lot of the new build reps are going to want to have those as sort of in their back pocket. So if someone walks in, a buyer walks in, is desperate to want to close on something, the build rep will happen to have three or four homes that are just ready to go. And yeah. they don't want to let the resale agents know about that because they need those in their back pocket to, you know, make a quick sale. So you're going to have to work the new construction of things. We see no reason why new construction won't be one of the biggest segments of uh, resale, you know, residential real estate for at least the next 10 years. It's, it's, it's going to be extraordinary. Yeah. And, you know, the new build reps generally are realtor friendly. Some of you oh, still yeah. have stuck in your heads when the market was super overheated and some of those new build reps said, you know, no commission for you. We don't need to be dealing with realtors. Most of that has changed now. Maybe not 100%, but it's probably 85 90%. I can tell you, Tim, that KB Homes, Lennar, Toll Brothers, all of those guys do have spec homes, but you have to go meet with them, get on their mailing list, talk to them regularly, prospect them regularly, and get into their center of influence. Go meet with them is the key exactly. thing. So the what's the recurring theme with everything we tell you guys to do? Get off your butts, step away from your keyboards. One foot in front of the other. And go have conversations with real humans, because in this marketplace, as strange as this is to say, you will have an unfair advantage because most everyone is believing they can just hide out behind their keyboard and buy leads. Point number eight. Point number eight, flippers. Sure, they might sell the home on their own, refer to the previous for sale by owner points, but flippers often will list with you so you can bring a buyer to them before they're actually finished with the flip. 
This helps them because they can flip more homes in less time, a bird in hand, so to speak. Meanwhile, you while you have it listed and they're finishing it, the house generates more and more buyer and seller business for you. It's a win-win for everyone. Okay, so we're going to drill down on this point really quick. This is probably one of the worst times ever to be a flipper, depending on when you bought the property. You're probably dealing with a whole bunch of pressures that are going to make your uh potential profit be eviscerated. So don't be surprised when you find some of these uh, flippers that have purchased other houses that they planned on flipping that they would probably like to, you know, sell out of without having uh, yes, swung true. a hammer mm -hmm. just because they need to get rid of it because they don't have the cash flow. A lot of these flippers were paying for the construction and even the purchase of these properties using hard money loans. Hard money loans now are well into the double digits from what I've understood. So yeah, flippers and, you know, these all the fix and flip shows, <laughs> I imagine those yeah. are going to be under a lot of constraint over in the, in the foreseeable future. That's definitely true. All right. Point number nine, probate. We should talk about this more. Not many agents prospect probate leads because they don't understand it. Well, probate is simply the process of selling a home after someone passes away. The court appoints an executor of the estate who can sell the property. If keeping the home in the family is not an option and the executor or executors wish to cash it out, well, that's a listing. And by the way, a very motivated listing. Sometimes they will reinvest the proceeds in real estate. Sometimes it's just the listing that you'll sell. But either way, they need somebody caring and competent to get the job done. And of course, that listing is going to generate more business for you. Probate is great. Frankly, if you're very analytical and you just want essentially business to business relationships because there's not... Once you have the relationship with the attorney or attorneys, there's really not a heck of a lot of sales skills necessary because at that point, you're just part of the attorney's process to get the property right. sold. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something you're going to have to put a lot of effort into when you're establishing relationships, obviously, then keeping the relationships. But we have had lots of coaching clients over the years that have done quite well for decades just off probate. Absolutely. And again, it's an example, just like builders are one relationship, multiple opportunities. So you know what I'll do, do is if you remind me, I'll put in the link to our source for them to get probate leads into today's show notes. Yes. So if you can remind me of that, yep, you and got I'll, it. I'll put the link in the, uh, in the show description below and you guys can just click that link because there is a company we know that will provide you with all the leads for, um, you know, basically going and knowing who to call, what to call the attorneys, phone numbers, the properties, the whole nine yards. So mm -hmm. you don't actually have to learn how to research it. You just make the phone call and use the scripts. Point number 10. Point number 10, your professional center of influence. When was the last time your favorite lender sent you leads? When was the last time you asked? Whom do they know who's getting pre-qualified right now to buy and has a home to sell as well? Stagers are also great to know because smart sellers call a stager first. So refer business to stagers and ask for leads in exchange. So your professional center of influence goes, I mentioned lenders and stagers. That's also your, your termite guy. It's your, you know, the person that sold you your cell phone, your professional center of influence. They might not be a past client for you. But you send them business typically all the time. They should be sending you business as well. The funny thing about lenders is I bet you 20 or 30% of all the people becoming real estate agents are former lenders. Are lenders. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, they true. were lenders that aren't yeah. lending because the lending industry is kind of you know plateaued. Well, there is no more refinancing going on. Exactly. It's gone to nearly zero. And so you guys are all becoming real estate agents. Welcome. Point number 11. Yes, we are ex-lender friendly. All right. So investors, join your local investors club. Uh, you can find it at meetup.com or private Facebook investor groups in your town. 
you'll know who's looking for what property and which investors are likely to sell. This will also give you insider information about pocket listings, which you which can benefit your buyers. We always use meetup.com as an example because you don't have to use Facebook, but really Facebook has essentially replaced meetup.com as sources to find private groups. Focus on the ones, always we're going to say this, where you're going to be meeting people in person because a direct human face-to-face belly-to-belly contact is always going to be more powerful than anything digital. You can send a text or message somebody on Facebook and completely forget about it in a minute. But if you have like a three or five or 10 minute conversation with somebody in person, that person's going to be bouncing around in your head for an eternity, right? So, well, again, I'm going to say it for the third time on today's show because it's really that important that you understand. All of this stuff in real estate and in life works better when you work it. So if that means you're going to have to learn how to actually have face-to-face real conversations with folks where you don't come off as a pushy salesperson, where you actually are saying things that are value to them that results in you generating a real estate lead, that's the reason you joined Premier Coaching because that is where the unfair advantage will be. I know everybody wants to convince you that you can brand or buy or market or advertise your way to success. But you know what? The, those that in that space that are marginally honest will tell you that that's not true unless you're willing to wait forever. Even then, forever may never happen. So the reality of it is, is we focus always on proactive lead generation, which is enhanced by passive lead generation. But when you get good at the proactive lead generation, which is the, you know, essentially having direct conversations with people, you probably will never be seduced into spending the money on the passive lead generation. If you're thinking, well, I can skip ever having to learn how to have direct conversations with people. I'm just going to buy my way, brand my way to success. You will go broke. So, I mean, there you go. We need to patch that together. (laughs) That's a whole bunch of Bs. Branding, buying leads, Becoming broke. Becoming broke. Instead of the seven Ps, we'll have the seven Bs. You and I can make something with that. that. We'll work on that. Yeah. All right. So number 12, last but not least, door knocking. And remember, we did have an entire podcast series about this. This is not at the top of the list because it generally does take more contacts to take a listing, but it is still effective when you're consistent. Door knocking can help you become more comfortable speaking with people about real estate. And many times you will be at the right place at the right time and indeed take listings from being there. Before you go door knocking, choose your neighborhood wisely. Does it turn over much? What's the average sale price? What's currently active, pending, and recently sold? What's being built around the corner from the neighborhood? Is there near new construction? Become the go-to neighborhood specialist and use good scripts at the door like we teach you in Premier Coaching. Start with your own neighborhood since you already know it well. You'll probably be most comfortable there, and then you can expand from there. And again, refer to our recent podcast series about door knocking. And for more help, be sure to ask your Harris Certified Coach, Premier Coaching members for additional support. It is a very hot topic right now. The main thing, and listen to our three-part show, or maybe it was a four-part show we recently did. Yeah. But the main thing with door knocking is that uh, you have to go prepared. So for example, when you're door knocking, and we give you tons of scripts and ideas for this, but the gist of it is, is you're letting them know about market activity, a new house that sold, a new listing that happened, a something or something, or several things. They don't have to, it doesn't have to be your listing or your broker's listing. Nope. You're just letting them know what's going on in the market. But you have to be prepared uh, to uh, have that person that's standing in front of you that you just knocked on their door tell you that they're thinking about selling their house. And you can say things like, for example, um, we're working with a lot of buyers in the area. And um, if you do you or anyone you know uh, are thinking about buying or selling, I sure would appreciate the opportunity to help these folks out. Things like that, all of you can say, and you will be shocked how frequently that person that you're standing in front of because you just knocked on their door has, says, you know what, I'm not thinking about selling, but my next door neighbor is. 
boom, you got a listing lead. Guys, that's how simple the business is. It's all about you making doing the real work of real estate. If you're wondering why the current version of you is experiencing abundance, it's because six months ago, you did the real work of real estate. Or if the exact opposite is true, well, guess what? That's true as well. So please keep these things in mind, guys. We are telling you the fluff-free, no BS way to succeed because of this market. How many of you are paying attention? Well, 15, 18, maybe 20,000 of you will download the show today. Another probably 17 or 20,000 will you know, consume it on you. YouTube, how many of you actually are going to be doing the role work of real estate? Well, I know how many of you will be. It's the same percent that always will do the role work of real estate, which is only about 10 or 15%. But the rest of you, why would you not choose to follow the path that's been proven for decades to work for everyone? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you make your life so miserable? Here, another motivation, a motivational thought for you. Again, I know you can't project yourself easily into the future. Well, just... Uh, set yourself up for little awards, little little surprises, little somethings to keep yourself motivated along the way. So if you make five contacts today, whatever your treasure map says, or 10 contacts today, give yourself a little present or a surprise for doing it. Um, all kinds of little gamifications of your own behavior until you get into the habit of actually having these, of doing the real work of real estate. It is about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level and being okay and understanding that just the emotional acceptance that if you want long-term levels of ever-increasing success, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And I realize some of you, that's like fingers on the fingernails on the chalkboard, but <laughs> yeah. it's still the truth. It is still the truth. It is. You know, one of the best ways they can give themselves a little mini reward is when they're in premier coaching and they go to the daily uh, live sessions with the coaches. One of the things that they do is share challenges and victories. So when you just had, maybe you just had a door knocking victory, or maybe you just listed your first expired. It is actually very uh, encouraging and motivational to go there and get that support from fellow agents who are going through the same thing. From the coaches who say, keep up right on, lather, rinse, repeat, go do it again. You can do it. Go you. Because we're not immune to the fact that a lot of these guys, when they're out there, they're building their skills. You can have days where you feel like it's really tough, like real estate, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And then you have a victory and you go to those sessions and everybody says, you know what? I can't believe that. I just had a similar victory. We can do this. And then you stop thinking that the market is so difficult and the changing market's kicking your butt. You're surrounded by like-minded people and by coaches who encourage your success and say, yeah, absolutely, you can have the best quarter ever. You just have to have the patience to understand that everything you want in life is going to require more effort and take a hell of a lot more time than you've been probably led to believe it would or hope that it would. And, and that's something, I mean, that is really... I wish I knew that when, uh, you know, you know, I got married 32 years ago mm-hmm. and we started in business together like 30 years ago. I wish that I'd known that. I would have been a lot more patient with things, frankly. <laughs> Me too. But here's the thing. Even though it will take longer than you want it to, it'll still take less time than if you don't take action. Yeah. You know, it's funny I said that, but at the same time, you and I did sell over 100 houses our first year. That's right. You were laughing, I know. know. And between 100 and 200 homes every year for almost 10 years. So I guess my lack of patience actually may have worked for us. It does. It still does to this day. (laughs) You know, it's funny. You were talking about always keeping us in contract on rental properties. Uh Uh-huh. Well, we still are on those big projects that we're doing. Yeah, I know. We do do that. Well, It's a habit, though. It is, but it's creating a false sense of, well, back then it was a real sense of scarcity, but it's creating a false sense of scarcity because you and I don't work really too well with the carrot. We work great with the stick. Yeah, Our, which is how most people are. They just don't For sure. It. Well, they don't want to admit it, but we work, you and I, we keep ourselves motivated 
by the fear of loss of what we already have. Mm -hmm. um, and you, it becomes more challenging the more you have, honestly, the more financial security you have. It does become more challenging to find external things to motivate you, but that's how we do it. We just it, it, we just touch into that, tap into that feeling that we had, you know, 30 years ago when we were pretty much constantly broke. And uh, yeah, I mean, when we got into real estate, we had to pay off fifty thousand dollars of student loans. I mean, all these things, you know, all the things Julie and I had to do, and so all the things you're experiencing, we experienced them as well. But I have to tell you guys, it does pay off over time. You're just going to have to be patient. If you don't succeed at this because at real estate, because you weren't patient enough with yourself and doing what you didn't want to do and you didn't want to do it at the highest level, what are you going to do? You're going to pop to something else. And that behavior is just going to repeat itself. And then it's just going to repeat itself. You're going to go from one thing to the next to the next. How many of you in your lives right now are sick of essentially never actually, maybe you're at the point where, and usually I see it in men when they're around, I'd say 35 to 45, to be mm -hmm. honest where they're tired of the fact that they have yet to really accomplish something that they feel is significant with their work, with their professional lives. Um, when do you see it with women? You have primarily very high, high success. A lot of different places, actually. Um, raising their kids and feeling like they, you know, either want to supplement income or, you know, not have that financial anxiety. I see it when they become empty nesters and yeah. they're looking to continue their success cycle. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. You mentioned something that we talk about a lot in the treasure map and then the Harris rules book, which is the difference between external accountability, putting yourself in the position where you've got a rental to pay for, you've got savings, or you're going to pay uh, some debt off or maybe buy a new property for yourself. That's external motivation, which is actually easier to accomplish than internal motivation. It's the reason people say, I want to save money all the time, but how many people actually do it? You have to have the discipline to virtually bill yourself for your own savings and put 10% off every check into the bank, just like you pay your cell phone bill on time because that's external motivation, just like you close on that rental property because that's something you committed to. It is an interesting psychological thing, but it can be, to, to your word, gamified and made easier on you, but it does take consistency and discipline and skill. And I encourage people, you know, especially in, in real estate, if you are not both feet in and you have something in the back of your head saying, gosh, this is hard, maybe I should do something easier. There are things that are easier. They're called normal jobs, but they don't pay nearly as well. And is that really the compromise that you want to sign up for? No. Why did you get your real estate license in the first place? You got it for freedom. That's what we teach you to do on the podcast, and it's what we coach you to do in great detail in Premier Coaching. That's right, guys. So listen, if you've not yet joined Premier Coaching yet, scroll down. The notes to join, or the links to join are in the notes, or you can text the word Premier to 47372. Just remember when texting, message, and data rates may apply. In the meantime, please do remember to give us a five-star review on iTunes and a comment about why you like today's show. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>